Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Flight, wait, this ain't even a flight. This is an out-of-home, in-house session. Let's go. You're listening to the out-of-home podcast. You're listening to the out-of-home podcast. Are you locked into the out-of-home podcast? You're listening to the out-of-home podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Yeah, so I think we can kick things off, Key. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pressure. Uh, no pressure, man. I just feel like I've just been like dropped in it. But anyhow, we always like to start the show um, asking our guests what it is that has made them smile this week. And um, to, over to you, man. What's made you smile this week? Over well, to me or yes. yeah, yeah. Well, everybody, oh, anybody. If you're, if you're, oh, yeah, if you're yeah. anybody. For me, I'll say the the positivity uh, coming from the like you know the the whole situation. You know, lots of positive uh, news about it. So hopefully we'll we'll get back you know to our normal lives. So I really smiled when I when I heard about it. Nice, nice. Yeah. How about you guys, man? Yeah. Wilf, I thought you was going to say coming onto the show was going to make you smile this week. <laughs> it's cool, man. Don't worry, don't worry. Next time, next time, next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, for me, what made me smile this week, mad simple. Like, I was on my um my old iPad, like, just browsing. And um, I was going through all my pictures. And I, I've had this iPad since, like, 2012. And you know, when you look back at pictures of you and your family from like eight years ago, you just see how everyone's grown, how everyone's developed. So like I was yeah. sending all the pictures to the family WhatsApp group. Everyone was just laughing, creasing. So <clears throat> yeah, man, I have to say just like going down memory lane a little bit and seeing all the fam and how, how far everyone's come as well. It's just crazy to see, man. Yeah, for sure. That's dope, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, I can go. Uh, what made me smile this week? So... Not after learning to make jollof for the first time last week. <laughs> we'll, come hey. on, we'll come on later. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Trust me, even Wolf knows. <laughs> my mum was cussing me out. She was like, ah, so you don't know how to chop onion at your big age. And oh, oh, 13 wow. minutes just abuse. But after that, um, I bought some stuff from like Nike. And she just gets so excited by it. So, like, it arrived today. Uh, she was wearing on the hoodie. And, like, she was just so happy. So just seeing her happy. Um, something simple like a hoodie or whatever I got for her. She was just so happy and excited about it. So sick. Nice to hear that from her. That's nice, man. Yeah, quick, yeah sick. Quick one for me. Uh, birthday related. My older, my older brother, Quex, turned 35. Well, actually today. And his girlfriend yeah. um, had a really cool idea because, obviously, we're all separated. Parents are in Ghana. I'm here. Everyone else in London. And she, Hannah had a, his girlfriend had, had a great uh, idea where everyone just sends a video of them wishing him happy birthday. And then I believe the plan was for her to like uh, bring it all together and play it as one clip. And it was just nice. Um, I, I shot a video with my girlfriend. What do you call it? My, my girlfriend Mia and also also her dog, Jeanette. 
And then I also <laughs> saw one from my um, from my nephew and niece and my sister, and that was lovely. And just 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 family love, um, and just, yeah, and, just yeah. uh, and the fact that we could even even connect. And then I, I'm like, my mum's a bit like, as you know, she's an OG. So sometimes, <laughs> so, so sometimes with the high tech, you have to keep sure. So I'm like, mom, have you sent a video? She's like, oh, I did it. I did it like two days ago. So I was happy with that. Um, nice. Yeah. And um, I'm going to call my brother after and then maybe we'll have a birthday drink. But yeah, that was, that was what made me smile this week. What, what made me smile this week um, was a few things. And I, and I spoke to Kwame earlier and he was like, don't say too much because this is not your show. <laughs> So I'm going to keep it as brief as possible, innit? Don't receive evil. No, no, no. Kwame was like, no one wants to hear what made you smile this week. So I was like, all right, fine, bro. You know what I mean? I said you don't have... Okay, cool. This is what he said. This is what he said. But I'm going to keep it very, very brief. I have... There's like four things that made me smile, yeah? Um, the oh, first you are thing, a happy man. I'm Jeez. happy this week, man. The first, the, fir- the first thing was um, chatting to my mum and my brother on FaceTime for like two hours. We just literally like kicked it. They put me up on the on the on the um, on the table, and we we're just in the room, just catching up over what's happened over the last few weeks. So I haven't really spoken to them too much or in in depth for that long, and that was amazing. Uh, the second thing, well, it's kind of like involving all three of these guys like I've had like conversations with all of them this week where I just feel like our like bonds have got stronger do you know what I mean so that was another thing that made me smile um the third thing oh I wrote it down man the first thing last night I watched my first Bollywood film which was was like no do you know what it's so funny yeah because like um I, I obviously I'm very I'm very not naive to it but I didn't realize that how I didn't realize how big Bollywood was in it like, oh, call massive. me, call me silly, call me silly, but I didn't realize. So I'm watching this film, like this very famous film. I call it. I think it's called uh, Kabi Gushi Kabi Gum, yeah. And I'm sitting there like mesmerized, bruv. I did. I, I, <laughs> I forgot that they were they, they were speaking a different language. I was like, yeah, I'm into this film. And, <laughs> and the last one, um, I'm probably I've, I've forgot it off the top of my head because I know I've got to keep this real short, yeah. But I think it was just like, just being positive this week, man, and just having a positive outlook. That's what's just kept me going. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I guess that's it, really. I love that. Kay, I thought yeah. you was going to say he's watching some Nollywood. No, no. Oh, <laughs> tell a lie. I watched, I watched a Nigerian film before I watched the Bollywood film, bruv. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I watched, that film was called uh, Wedding Party. And this other one was a sad film. Imagine my house. So I lived. I live with my housemate, who's also from India. And she's like, "I want to. I want you to watch a film that I, I really love." Um, I was like, "Cool. Let me give him my undivided attention." Little did I know that this film was three and a half hours long, bro. We started it. We started at twelve. We started it at twelve. I thought I'd be all right, calm. Twelve. I go to bed at like latest two Bro, yeah, young I did, and, half, and the thing yeah. is, because I wanted to give him my undivided attention, I was like, "Let me not even look at my phone." And I'm getting tired throughout this film. I'm like, I'm tired, man, but it's been going on quite long. <laughs> then it finished. I was like, it's half past three in the morning, bro. I was like, nice, no, man. I was going to go back to sleep. But in, always long Bollywood. Trust me, man. But not enough about me, man. Enough about me. Um, Wilfred, um, yeah. what, what, another thing that we do on this show before we actually get into your story uh, is uh, we ask our guests if they could tell us two things that no one else knows about them. So would you be able... To do that for us. Ah, uh, two things no one else know, but uh, I can't. I can't really think of any. But, uh, 
I think on one one on one occasion or the other, someone someone knows something about me. I don't I don't know if you get <laughs> like just, there's just someone that knows something about me. Yeah. So if you say if you say no one. Uh, okay. How about something that is lesser known to people that might be following you or yeah, one of those things. Oh, okay. Um, I find it difficult to read. Uh huh. To read. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I find it difficult to have a divided uh, attention. Okay. Like you know, some people can be can be can be seeing a movie and pressing their phone, but they're still following the movie, like mm-hmm. understanding and hearing the movie going on, and still they can see. But me, once I'm watching the movie and I just stop pressing my phone, I'm lost. That's it. Oh really? Yeah. So you yeah, need to be focused to, in. Yeah, I need to focus. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Well, how, how old were you when you realized like you had um, struggles like reading and with like concentrating? Because I can imagine like, growing up in Nigeria, that could have been like you could have been quite like that could have been quite harsh. Like people just like you know focus, focus, focus. How was that? Yeah, uh, it was it was difficult. I was about uh, eleven, twelve. Uh, because most times I spend my time in, like, uh, working for my mom, like selling different kind of things for her, and then playing football. So when I get to leave my mom, I went to my academy. It was my academy then I found out because my academy we we do the the home schools we go for classes and all we get. So I find it difficult to. So actually focus on reading and trying to understand. I have to read about one to two, two times in a line to actually get the meaning. But it's better now, you know. But it's getting better now. I was mm. when I was young, it was really difficult. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, it certainly hasn't yeah. hindered you in life, that's for sure. Yeah. Sorry? I said it certainly hasn't hindered you in life. That's what's yeah, yeah, still still yeah. blessed, still doing well, man. But definitely, we definitely yeah. want to we definitely want to get more into your to your journey in a minute. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, first we're gonna introduce this whole thing. So like, Key's the voice of this show. So like, Key, do you want to do the normal intro and then uh, I can kick in afterwards? Oh snap! I didn't know. Is that what you were saying in the beginning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you nah, you're talking. busy shopping in the in the market, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Kwame, oh, you really got jokes today, <laughs> bro. You forgot me in your in your in your in your thing that made you smile. That's what I forgot. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Definitely, no, did. I didn't. No, I did not. I said I. I had conversations. Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. You really <laughs> found me under the bus today, I, innit? I, I was hoping. I was, I was hoping I'll get, get my spotlight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so everyone that doesn't know, Kwame's been locked away and 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 has been um, social distancing. Social distancing. So nobody has seen Kwame in the flesh. Yesterday, I had the pleasure, the absolute pleasure, of seeing him for the first time in about eight weeks. Oh, the wow. man looked sad. The man, <laughs> the man looked as if he had just seen. A friend for the first time in a long time, which is true. And I can't lie, man. It was good to see him. Like we we kicked it for a little bit before before the rain came. Are you happy now, Kwame? That definitely made me smile. But are you thank happy you. now? Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I'm, I'm happy. Everyone, everyone for the, 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 the love and anger of real brothers. So that's cool. That's cool. As you can see, Wilfred, this is a real pod, man. We keep it real. People are hungry. We yeah. keep it jiggy. But let me let me let me do what I came here to do in the first place. And look, no pressure. Everybody's listening. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Out of Home podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners living in Amsterdam, capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. And over the next few weeks, we'll be catching up with some dope guests in our in-house sessions. With me, I have my brothers. Lock your doors down. Jeez. Quarantine dreams, K. Come on. (laughs) Self-isolated, Steve. And me, myself, lockdown, Kenny. And please, SA, introduce our guests. Right, for this one, I'm going to speak a little pigeon, pigeon Nigerian for this hey, one. Hey, like you haven't been you. already, bro. That <laughs> <laughs> is. Now, our guest this week, now, original baller. You don't day for Niger. You don't come out of Niger and now go to Belgium. From Jordan, now shut it down. Now walk out the Premier League. Cheers. He played for English Premier League, former English Premier League champion. He represents Nigeria at World Cup. He don't collect African Cup of Nations. Mm. The only Wilfred Niger boy in Didi. Hey, welcome to the show, my guy, man. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> hey, Stevie, you're on your back, my bro. Trust me. Stevie, your region is so slow, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was as if you're reading it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. How you like them, how you like them apples, Stephen? Hmm? <laughs> you know, when, when I started, it's like, been a long time since I like, like, more. Yeah, it's been a long time since I did this before. And I was like, halfway through, I was like, I can't stop now. I need to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop, man. No, but it's great to have you on the show, as we said from the very beginning, man. But Stephen, I know that you want to get this underway. So handing it over to you, do your thing, and let's get it, bro. Yeah, so we're happy to have you on the show. I'm going to use Thank my, you very much. my English accent so I keep my passport. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to ask you first of all to tell us a little bit about you, your story. Uh, where were you born? We want to know where you were born first of all, what it was like growing up in that area. Uh, okay, uh, I was born in Lagos State. I was born in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, I grew up in the barracks, the military zone. Uh, my dad is a soldier, still, still a soldier, still serving. Wow. Uh, it was really tough because growing up in a military zone was very strict. Uh, it was okay. You know, uh, people around everywhere you go around that zone, you see soldiers and uh, not just your family or not just your parents can discipline you. Uh, other families also can also discipline you if you, if you mess up. Can you touch on that? Because in Nigeria, soldiers uh, really have, like, I didn't know fear until yeah, yeah, yeah. they walk around and my, my cousins would tell me, okay, that's a soldier, you can't do anything in front of that person. So do you want to touch on kind of what is being a soldier is in Nigeria and what effect they have on everybody else? Yeah, the soldiers, they're, they're really strict. Uh, they don't mess around. 
they are very straightforward uh when you when it's time to discipline you they 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 don't have that pity they don't they discipline you to your satisfaction you get so wow. uh, it was really strict so everyone has to to behave themselves you get so uh it was it was was okay growing up uh though we had uh, uh some ups and downs and trying to like meet up with some uh some bills or something like that but i was there my mom also was there my mom was my mom was a, a food vendor mm. and then i i supported her by also selling cooking in mm. nigeria we you know the young lads put the the fruits on their head and walk around and sell for all the people i was opportune to do that for my mom i don't i don't regret because growing up was really tough and there there was not too much uh like it was just the means to survive you get to get money to to feed and all, all and the, you were really good guys. at that you really yeah, good was, at that because you had a nickname didn't you <laughs> yeah i didn't yeah i i, I had a nickname but there's no there's no fruits you can mention that i didn't sell mm. Honestly, so, boss. Seriously. I, so you should you say so you're the market boy, not Kieran. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why it's so familiar with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it, bro. I'm the market boy. <laughs> yeah, I was I was the market boy. Uh I was known for mostly selling groundnuts. Yes. Because it comes um uh, it comes every season comes like during the raining season so i was uh known for it i sold uh just named them i sold pepper i sold tomatoes i sold uh, avocado orange just named them i sold everything but you know we were selling those things just because of the period you get yeah. if the oranges go on this time another fruit comes out and also jack of all trade mm. you get So all this was just uh, a means to like survive in in the military zone and outside you get but mostly I sell outside the military zone and then come back home and try to see if I can play football or my or while growing up I didn't get the chance to play more with my my peers my uh, my mates because we we were training in the evenings Mm. And, and the bigger guys they train in the morning. Who were you training with at the time? I was training with the bigger guys. Well, yeah. I only get trained with them for 10 minutes. I was too small. The <laughs> only time they they put me they put me 10 minutes, 15 minutes when everyone is tired because they want to give me, you know the the vest, the bibs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they want to because I was the youngest, they want to give me to go wash. <laughs> I drink the next day. No, so it doesn't wait. so it will it will look yeah so it will look as if I came for training I didn't train mm. I didn't get the chance to play but you gave me the beeps to, <laughs> to nah, mocking so it bro they are they are to pull me 10 minutes before the end of training so they can give me the beeps to do <laughs> but I was oh, okay I my mom it. my mom my mom kept complaining because I didn't get the time to wash them I had to go Work for her, but before I come back, she she helped me wash. She's just like washing other people's uh, sweat. Yeah. You get so she was yeah, complaining, yeah, yeah. but 
I was saying that was the only time I could play football because after selling, when I when I tried to come back, the, my 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 mates training there is 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 getting over, so there's no chance for me to actually train with them. So that was what I was doing till I left my mom and went to Nat Boys. And then before we touch on your family, because Yaf's going to touch on that. No, um, from your childhood, can you name one of your happiest memories and one of your most difficult times growing up? Uh, one of my happiest memories was when I when I left my parents and then went to Nard Boys, and then at that time, I uh, within six months. I traveled to to Portugal. Mm. The first time going coming to Europe. <clears throat> that was uh twenty uh twenty twelve. Mm. First time coming to Europe. I was so happy, my happiest moment, yeah. Oh. And also also when my my kid sister was born. Oh okay. Yeah. Nice. And we definitely want to touch on your family, but I'm just interested, like you mentioned that your dad was in the military and you said he still is, right? So Yeah, he's still how, in the military, yeah. How was that like how was that conversation like when you knew that you wanted to, to, to be a footballer and you wanted to like really pursue that? How did how did that go down? Uh it was difficult because my dad wanted me to go to school, but there was no mm. no money for you know you get. But uh what made it easier for me was when he was transferred out of uh, Lagos. I went to another city, so I had the freedom. You get it? Yeah, because yeah, when yeah, he was yeah, around, yeah. that way I didn't have the freedom. Because mm. when I go out to train, even if if I go out and then I go out to train and he's back and I'm not home, I have to explain where I'm coming from. And oh, then no. if I don't have, uh, if I say I, I'm going to play football, I get whooped. <laughs> yeah, That's I get whooped. Crazy. At the time I, I I got whooped, I was like a tattoo Ooh. on my back. Oh, my I couldn't. I couldn't. Lord have mercy. We've all been there. I couldn't. I couldn't. Lord I couldn't knows. put my. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't wear my shirt mm, because when crazy. I wear it, it, it becomes Jeez. sticky and then it's painful. Yeah. Oh so my it was, it was. You know, it was. It was a military kind of discipline. You get mm. the two. The two worst. From the cow skin. We call it koboko. Yes, I don't know if you know. It's, no. it's made from cow skin. No, it's so dry, and you can Google it anyways. It's made from cow skin. It has like two ropes, and then what, like the handle. Oh my! Bro. It just sounds like it was designed for pain, bro. Uh, <laughs> pain. I like it, bro. <laughs> oh no. my days! Did you? Have, yeah, yeah. It was. Did you have the one? So, like for me, the one I hated was where you have to stand in the corner. You have to raise your arms. And if your arms deep, then you get like a you get a beating. No, I didn't. I used I to have get, that. I didn't, See I, didn't one, get yeah. to do, I didn't get to do that from my dad. I got it from uh, another soldier right. because my my mom complained that she wanted me to go on an errand. Yeah, mm. but then <laughs> I was playing football. I didn't. I didn't listen. <laughs> and then. Because my dad was not, <gasps> she she called the others. The soldier guy was our neighbor, and then this guy oh, put snap. me, 
there was really no escaping, boy. <laughs> there was no escaping, bro. If your dad is not around, there's always someone there to discipline you. Wow. I had to put my two legs on the wall mm. and then my my hands on the ground. Like You do a handstand? Yeah, I think what? handstand, yeah. But my legs are on the wall. I had to do it for 20 minutes, bro. My face was ah, swollen bro. because the blood was... That sounds like a CrossFit move, blood. <laughs> bro. <laughs> 20 minutes, bruv. I was shaking. I could imagine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, only, the, only, the, only, the only grace I got was the, the girlfriend was there. She kept on begging, leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, he's a small kid, leave him alone, blah, blah. He said, yeah. no, you have to listen to his mom, blah, blah, blah. Bro. Oh, my <laughs> how do you guys feel like, Stephen, Stephen and Wolf, how do you guys feel about... Um, Nigeria now like do you think like does that stuff still happen do you think it's happening less now as the generations kind of like go on like, how do you guys see it it, it depends uh, where you are okay yeah, yeah yeah like you said it depends where you are but I think it's still on and uh, though the because of the way things are now and some development and all but I would say the discipline part is still there okay yeah it's still there bro still because I remember, um, is it is it Davido? His yeah. dad didn't want him to be a singer or something, right? Yeah. Have you guys heard that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they made a degree for him to graduate. Yeah, yeah. Wolf, you know, you know the one where um, Davido, his dad didn't want him to do singing? Oh, Davido, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What did I say wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <okay. laughs> it's like it's like saying it's like saying David and then putting O like David. David o. Yeah, David. That's what I said. That's what I said. Didn't you hear me? No, you said David. Both being technical. I love it. Yes, please. I like it. We love to see it. We love to see it. Moving swiftly on. You you mentioned um like your your kid sister being one of the highlights of um of your childhood. Talk about your family for a bit, man. Yeah, uh, my kid sister because I was there when she was like she was born like uh a night. Before she was born, while my mom was walking, uh, a bird shot on her shoulder. Mm. And then I said, I said, oh, uh, this is a good sign. You're going to give birth tomorrow. Wow. And then the next day, she, <laughs> she was giving, like, she was giving birth. So I had to, like, we had to go to the hospital and seeing I was, was so happy. Having um, having my own sibling, you get I'm so happy. She's 14 today, actually. Ah, oh, no birthday, man. She's thank you. She's 14 today, so I was really happy. And I grew up also with my um, my mom's sister, who also have a child. Uh, we grew up staying in um, living in uh, one bedroom and one parlor. Well, where we we share we share the loo, yeah. We share the toilet mm. with other neighbors. Mm. Wow. Mm. So wow. that's the way I grew up. Yeah, it was really tough. That's, that's crazy, another, man. That's another thing about like Nigeria as well, because like when if you have a house, everybody is there. So I remember like, and the worst thing is not even the worst thing, but like sometimes when you're going to bed, like I have all my cousins. We're in one bed, and if the AC, if they take light. And you're left with no electricity. Oh my days! 
muscle, <laughs> the heat, you're all the heat, bro. Like, I remember the first time I happened, I just said to my mom, Can we go back to England? I was like, yes. <laughs> no use to this at all. So, like, when they take up the light, then it's, it's done. Uh, we were growing up, we were so used to it. Yeah. Mm. There was a time we were out of electricity for about four months. What? Wow. What? Four wow. months, yeah. Four months without electricity. The heat was so much that you, you, you start having rashes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it, was, it was tough, yeah. It was tough because uh, I, I think the transformer or the wires was poured, so they had to order another one, so it was taking time. We stayed without lights, bro. And when they brought the lights, bro, you could see the happiness from everyone <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the streets, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. It was, it was, uh, it was a tough experience, bro. It's, I'm happy for where I am today because it's something you have to, like, look back and know actually where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Respect people, yeah. Uh, and then um, I think we're now going to touch on kind of what everybody knows you for for today. And then I'm going to pop my football skills don't qualify me to speak on <laughs> the, the mic to hear. Oh, I'm not saying that, mind you, anyway, you know what I mean? No, but um, we'll just be really interested to figure out uh, how you got into football, um, whether you played any other sports when you were younger. Um, yeah, just like as a continuation of the story that you're telling <laughs> It's like, how did you start playing football? Uh, I've always loved playing football. I think mm. since I was five or so. But I didn't. I can't remember because I I've always loved playing football. Even when there was no football, I was wrapping uh, two like tearing out papers, wrapping them, and using cello tape to make them round, just mm. kick it around. Yeah. Oh wow! So. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there was a specific age when I started playing football. I've always loved playing football, sneak out to play football, you know. But it became uh, a real thing when I left and went to Nard Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Nard Boys. I've always, uh, before now, before before I before I got my professional contract to Genk. <clears throat> Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, before I got my professional contract uh, in Genk, I've always played in the central defense. The mm. central, I've always been a central defender. So uh, playing in, uh, I've moved to to Nard Boys. I was playing, uh, playing the central defense. We played the, we played this uh, Lagos Junior League. It's like an academy league. We play against uh, different council. Yeah, we call it council, but back in Nigeria, we call it local government. Okay. Yeah, so we play against each team from every local government. We were top of the league. We played. Wow. Uh, we won it at that time. And then uh, I was invited to uh, under-17 national team. What was that like for like for for a young boy getting called up to your national team from, from that, that I'm, boys? I'm, yeah, I'm getting there, bro. I, I was, <laughs> it was so... It was, I was so happy because mm. uh, just in the space of a short time, I left my parents uh, trying to play football. The only, the only, my only grace was because my dad left mm. the mm. city. If okay. not, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to come. 
So my mom was just, yeah, wow. yeah, my mom was covering up for me. Yeah, actually. Wow. When, so I went to Now Boys when I was called away. Five guys that were five guys were called up from the team to represent Nigeria in the under 17. It's not it's not really when you when you're being called up in the under 17, it doesn't guarantee you to be in the team. Mm-hmm. So you have to like prove yourself. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we were we were like almost one thousand players, one thousand. Wow. Players, yeah. So it's almost so it's almost so, like so I, I, I so it's almost like a trial because like I like guess a, when yeah, when you like go under seventeens for like England or other country, countries, you kind of get your squad and then you go and you train with them. But you were actually like going yeah. for consistency. You're going for yeah, you're going for a trial because wow. all the players are coming. So they do they do the whole day they do training section they do um, uh, first set of training they do like throughout the day so to try to see other players so when I got there I was so skinny you know for a skinny boy playing in the central defense they need someone with flesh they need someone with muscle mm-hmm. so I was I was just playing like trying to prove myself and all so they made a list of thirty. I was there. Uh, I was so I was so happy because I now left Not Boys. That's like another progress in my career. Mm. I left Not Boys and I went to the national team, and then trained with them. Stayed in camp. We stayed in camp for like nine months. For nine months. You like stayed on pregnancy. campus for nine nine months. You said nine months. Yeah. What stayed was that like? Thirty players, boy, it was tough because every day we train. <laughs> the only we don't get they seize the phones. We didn't get to communicate. The only time we get to wow. communicate with our families uh, will be on Sundays. Wow! So they give the phones back, and then we make call. Oh, we're fine. Blah blah blah. Sunday evening, you submit your phone. We train two times a day. Wow! Two times a day when we were being fed, like they were feeding us. So it was really tough. Yeah. And then I played the whole qualifiers, but I didn't make it to the uh, to the main tournament in uh, Morocco. It was the African Cup of Nations, the under seventeen African Cup of Nation. I didn't make it. Okay. So, but then from Morocco, I traveled with the team to Morocco, but I didn't make the team. Uh, then I moved. The the officials moved. They told me to go to under twenty. Mm. So within that, within 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 two years, yeah, because we stayed in camp for nine months. So just to prepare for the competition I had playing, but those nine months we were playing the qualifiers and all playing games mm. before the competition proper. So and then I moved to under twenty. When I mm. first got to under twenty, I was seeing these guys, bro. They were professional <laughs> players. Whew. <laughs> they were professional players. Like they were playing already in the league. Yeah. In the Nigerian league, they were strong. Mm. And me, a skinny boy coming from our academy, going to under 17, and then coming to under 20, okay. seeing these big guys. Immediately I stepped in. They were like, Who is this small boy? <laughs> <laughs> you get? Yeah. It was it was just all over my face. Like, who is this small boy? You get. Mm. So but then I it was it was so tough that my roommate would sleep on the bed, I would sleep on the ground. That, that how did that make you feel at the time? You must have been super intimidated, man. But I was because I I knew what I was coming to do. Mm. I wasn't coming to be friends with yeah, them yeah. or something. 
I was coming to play football because every day, every time, uh, every night, I want to, I want today, I want the day to come so I can we can go for training again. So, so my first. Sorry, I was going to yeah. say. So in actual fact, like you, them treating you that way almost works in your favor, doesn't it? Yeah, it always it, it worked in my favor. You know, when I started, I said I I hardly trained with my peers, like my mates, growing up in the barrack. Oh yeah, of course, you, yeah, 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 yeah. I only started training with my mates when I went to the academy. Mm. So I was already used to training with bigger guys. Yeah, so I yeah. wasn't scared. To me, it was just normal. You might be stronger than me, but I won't. I won't give you my body to power me. Mm. Mm. You get. So I was just using. Uh, what I was doing was, uh, when I know when we're going 50-50 on the ball, I won't go with you like this because I know I will end up on the ground. Mm. <laughs> so I'll pretend as if I'm going with you, and when you come, I just don't. Yeah, that's a classic so move. I was using that so many times, and then the the officials, like the the secretary, the officials around because the coach was not around. The under twenty coach was in Germany. He went for a course or something. So the officials around liked me already. They would say, "Ah, you're a young boy. You you have sense. You can play. You get." They were just encouraging me. Yeah, but when the coach nice. came that's from nice. Germany, when he Coach came from Germany. Was like, why are you putting this small boy in the defense? Yeah. <laughs> I was so yeah, because I get that a lot. Mm. But getting that from a coach that I I I, I like, Respect it me. was a, it was well known in the whole Nigeria. Yeah, I was so sad and I became nervous. Mm. And then I didn't know what to do. I was sad. And then when he came, he didn't he didn't see me play. Mm. You get he wouldn't yeah. see me play. He only saw me play like if we didn't play the full eleven. We were just doing normal training. Uh, we didn't even do five aside or six aside. We we're just doing normal training, running around mm. and uh, uh, like um, uh, uh, boxes. So it was like well, it was getting updates, and then it was like why did you put the small boy in the defense? Blah blah blah. So the officials were like, ah, oh, he's good, he's good. So he made his team. Mm. Most sorry, most of the guys, they already represented Nigeria in the under 20 in the African Cup. So we they were preparing for the World Cup, the team. Mm. And then when they when the coach made the team, sorry I'm getting long because no, 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 no. Take your time, man. No, we're here. Take for time. We're here for it, trust me. So uh it was like he was he made the team and then he I wasn't in the team. Mm. So when I uh, I was about leaving, the officials came and they said, "Hey, you're not going anywhere. No, you don't going anywhere. He has to see you play." Mm. Okay. So they, oh, the officials had your back, kind of thing. Yeah, they had my back. Oh, okay. they said, he has to see you play. Mm. And then he said, "Oh, okay. You organize the game the next day." So I stayed. The other guys, the the I wasn't the team. They left already. So I was the only one who stayed back with the team. And then when I, when the game, the game, the next day, the game, we're playing in the game. I played so well. It was showing that I did well. And then I was substituted. You know, this kind of, uh, I was substituted and then they scored us. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was was doing vindication. I know Will was on the bench happy, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Justification, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So so he came up with, he came up with, oh, okay, uh, uh, no problem. We're preparing for the, you know, we're preparing for the World Cup, yeah? But then we're going to Germany in like three days' time to, for a, uh, a, pre-tournament uh, competition like a uh, uh, tour like we're yeah. playing in Toulon in France you know the mm. Toulon tournament uh, we're playing in Toulon tournament oh yeah, yeah in France so we're preparing so then it came to me it was like oh you did very well today uh, uh, for me you you're not strong to be in the central defense mm. Uh I need a strong player in the central defense, but I'll take you to the loan tournament just in case so other teams can see you and maybe want you. But you're that's, not that's... going for the you're not going you're not going to make the World Cup team because I need a strong player. I need a strong player in that position. Wow. And then we went to the I wasn't bothered. No. I was so happy I was yeah, going yeah. to the loan. Mm. Uh... I wasn't bothered. The mistake he made, he rested. <laughs> when we got to Toulon tournament, he rested his best central defender throughout the tournament. He rested the, the best defender throughout the tournament. Uh, and then I was the one playing in the central defense. I played with, uh, uh, you know, the Lukaku brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in Toulon tournament. And then we, I was, we're playing, I was doing well. Even the Brazilian coach came and said, oh, you're, you're a young boy and you're doing well. He was just like encouraging me, like he liked the way I play or something like that. So during those competitions, I was doing well in every game. We didn't do, we didn't go far, but I was doing well. I was okay. You get? Yeah. But his best defender was rested. So when it's, when it was time to make the list, I was in the list. <laughs> and then it came to me, it was like, oh, you did very well in the tournament. Uh yeah, the the my my officials, uh, my colleagues are happy with you, blah, blah, blah. You're going to the you're gonna make the World Cup team. Or Amazing. I don't think you can play in the proper World Cup. I don't think you could like maybe uh, this is a proper World Cup. This is not a preseason tournament or no. But I'll just take you in the team just in case, but you're not going to play. I was okay. From you're too small to traveling to Toulon. Mm-hmm. You're not making the team and now <laughs> going to the to the World Cup. I was happy because yeah. I didn't get out. I, imagine, I was bro. getting this I was getting these opportunities for free because Back in Nigeria, because it was so hard, mm. some people are paying yeah. to get this opportunity. You know the bribe and all. So mm-hmm. some people are trying to pay. Is that a thing? The, the bribe? Yeah, it was, but I don't wow. see it happening now. So most okay. some people were paying to actually be in the team. You get? Oh wow! Trying to bribe the coach or trying to it was really bad. <laughs> so but for me, for me, I was getting it for free. Mm. I was so happy I didn't do anything. It was just mm. me playing. And then when I got 
when we got to the World Cup, we played against uh, Portugal the first game. The Portugal game ended 3-2. We lost. Mm. The best player he rested wasn't fit. Mm, okay. Mad. <laughs> he was just training, but he wasn't fit for the match. The matches. And then those officials came and was like, just put this boy. He did well in Toulon and then just try him. And then I got the first chance to play at the World Cup. I can't forget 20, uh, 2013, 2013. It was just space, just little space. I moved from from Nard, from the backs, I moved yeah. to Nard Boys. Nard Boys moved to national team and all till it was just in space of two years. In two so years. That's that crazy, years. man. Yeah, bro. And so talk talk about like the transition from becoming uh, being a centre half into being a centre midfielder. Like obviously there's 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 not much I would say there's not much of a, a, a difference in terms of where you are in the pitch, but there's a lot of a lot of different things that you have to do. And how did you like work at that as a young player? I was uh, that was when I went to Gang. Okay. I was signed by Alex McLeish. Scottish man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 I, I remember signed, him still. Yeah, I was signed by Alex McLeish. He was a manager then. But then he was was using me at the left back, the right back, because the central of the field, we are having Koulibaly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Koulibaly. Okay. Of yeah, course. Strong yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. There's this guy, uh, Kara Umboji. You don't yeah. know him, but Kabasele from Watford also yeah, was yeah, the yeah. central of the field. Mm. So, I was too skinny. There's no way I can, you get. Everywhere I go, uh, from now, I was getting all these, like, you're still skinny. You have to walk out. You have to build up muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, when I went, when I came to, when I went to Genk, uh, Alex McLeish left after six months. So, the new manager came in and then immediately transformed me into a defensive midfielder. Mm. I was uh, scared. Sorry. So, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, what like that that pressure of a new management change in a football club really shakes things up, right? Like you yeah. start seeing players that potentially have never really put in a shift in training, being the best player that they've ever been, and like <laughs> yeah. jobs are on the line, no, people it's, don't it's know what's going normal. on. Like how? Yeah, yeah. Like obviously, how, how, you said he was there for two months, right? Before you left? No, six months. Six months before you left. Before yeah, you left, yeah. and and then a new manager came in. So how how what was going through your head when he left? I was like, uh, another challenge because I have to try and prove myself. Mm. So, but then I was proving myself in the center back, in the center back. But then I don't know, he saw something and then he said, uh, he called me and then he said, have you ever played in the number six? Have you ever played in the defensive midfield? That was another pressure for me because I was just trying to manage myself in the central defense to prove myself. Mm. And then you're, Moving me from where I'm, be, I'm being comfortable to want, wanting me to play the number six, which mm. I have never played before. Yeah. I was nervous. I was scared. I was doing well in training, but training is different from games. Of course. My first professional game uh, playing in the number six was against uh, Ghent. Mm. And yeah, they were preparing yeah. for the Champions League. <laughs> it was a, wow. And it was away. 
They would beat him at that game. time. I remember oh, again. So I was substituted in the 30th minute. Whoa. Yeah, I was. I was so sad. I didn't know what I was doing on the pitch. I was just man. Uh, when the ball comes, well, I was just I was just running like a head, headless chicken. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. But then, well, something very important because uh, he he called me, and then he said he called me in training. I was like, he kept on encouraging me. Because he saw I was nervous. I've never played in this position before. So then he told me, he said, just play with your qualities. I don't want you to be... We had we had uh, Leon Bailey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know how to squad, bro. Yeah, Leverkusen is yeah. in there, right? Yeah. We had uh, uh, Samata, Ali Samata in... Uh, yeah, Aspen, yeah, yeah. We had uh, uh, Chosan. He's in Brighton. Brighton, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was sick. He was sick for Genk as well. I remember he was banging yeah, in yeah. bare goals before yeah, he got signed to Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had we had good players. So he was like trying to explain to me and was telling me, I don't want you to be like this player. I don't want you to be like Liam Bailey. I don't want you to be like this. I just want you to be yourself. Just keep things simple and then do what you see. So he was encouraging me slowly, slowly. The next game, I was substituted in the first half as progress. Thirty-six. <laughs> first half. <laughs> so that's, no, but actually, that's progress you get. Yeah, of course, so of course. I got comfortable. I was substituted in the sixtieth minute. Hey. But the, but the best, the, the the thing was, he, the the manager believed in me. He, he saw something, and then he kept on pushing me to be better, to try my best and all. So I even got comfortable to the fact of even getting to shoot. I couldn't shoot before. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, even if I had the opportunity to shoot, I would look for someone to do because I don't want to be substituted in the 38th minute. <laughs> I want to do the clean things, you know. <laughs> so I became comfortable playing in that position and then uh, here I am today. I'm very grateful because the the manager did not just uh, change my position and just leave me there. He changed my position and he kept on encouraging yeah, me yeah, 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 to yeah. do better. Yeah. Nice and then I left, yeah. Okay. So that brings us to your story in Belgium. And I'm just going to pass over to Kwame because this is like a really important chapter of your... Yeah, sorry. I had, I had a friend in... Uh, uh, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. He welcomed, he welcomed, he was a nice, he's a nice guy, he welcomed me, uh, took me to his house, made me comfortable. His name is Kumozi. Kumozi, okay, Kumo. okay. Bernard Kumozi. Yeah, really okay. nice guy, Ghanaian. That's uh, like, a, like a 10 points for Ghanaians. 10 points, <laughs> so. 10 points. Hopefully, so hopefully, hopefully this will be 10 more. This will be 10 more. <laughs> no, I was going to say, well, no, no, sorry. I said, um, so hopefully this will, this will serve as, this will serve as like 10 more points. No, um, I, just, I just wanted to ask about like, um, you, know, you were talking about the, uh, your experience when you got to Genk on the pitch, you know, your new manager and how he coached you. But, but, but like, but like, how, how is it off the pitch? Because, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, like, how, how, like, how was it off the pitch? You know, like living in a new country, like living in Europe and um, like, how was that whole experience for you? A, a young boy from Nigeria in military zone and now you're in this uh yeah uh i was i would say uh, because when i first went to gang i went for child test i didn't just go to gang i went, you, you went for a month right yeah yeah i went yeah. for a month and then uh, i stayed with the family i stayed with the family for a month when uh, i was doing the child test like but dicks. before then yeah before then i had the experience and uh, the exposure of traveling with not boys, traveling to Portugal, playing the likes of Celtic, and all meeting people, you know, like understanding the environment. So that when I moved to Kenya, I didn't find it difficult. Yeah, because I already, if I was, if that was my first time of traveling, I think I would have found it very difficult. Mm. But then the only difficulty was I was alone, uh, language barrier, and. Uh, uh, food, you get. So that was the only difficulty. But like adapting to to it was easier because I stayed with the family. I stayed with the family. The family yeah. made me, they welcomed me and made me feel nice. at home, and they understood where I was coming from. And they were actually trying their best to, in the food aspect, they were trying their best to prepare what I like. I was oh, eating nice. just rice and Shoot. spaghetti. Rice stew and spaghetti, so I was yeah. just eating. So, but as time went on, I I, I got comfortable eating lasagna. But okay. I never I never ate soup. <laughs> oh, you, so like, so before you went to the house, you you never had you never had soup before. Is that what you said? No, no. Even till now, I never had the soup because when I went to the to the house, yeah. I was eating spaghetti, eating rice. I was comfortable, getting comfortable, but then. When I when other food was coming up, I couldn't eat. Okay. So okay. with time, I started getting used to lasagna and their own kind yeah. of like spaghetti carbonara, which was still spaghetti, anyways. So it was just. <laughs> <laughs> you get so I was getting I used to I was getting used to the food, uh, slowly by slowly. But I never tried the soup because. Where okay. I grew up, coming from my own kind of soup, we know how we, we okay. know what is yeah okra. Use eba and eat it. Mm-hmm. But the soup, you know, yeah, yeah. the soup, I'm, I'm just taking that. So, 
<laughs> so I never I so, never tried the soup. I tried everything or almost everything. You but tried, I tried everything. soup. Yeah. Okay. And um did uh did, have you have you ever had the opportunity of or maybe uh, your mom or, or cook has has your has anyone ever made the, the family you stayed with in Belgium some pounded yam and um a goosey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they come here. Yeah? They come. They come visit me every month. They come. Uh, nice. they come see games. You get. They they were actually in Nigeria. Mm, really? Them. Yeah, I took them to Nigeria and then. That's uh, Yeah, they try different things. Yet so. So because the, the the um the younger boy is a similar age to you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the younger boy. Yeah, he's been to Nigeria like. Three times he loves Nigeria, bro, because Nigeria is party after party. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Nigeria. That, that's what I was gonna ask you. I was like, can he, what was his experiences when he when he took him there? Like, what did he love? What did he struggle he with? He loves he loves plantain. He's still buying plantain. Sometimes he calls me and say, Oh, uh, bro, I'm buying plantain now. Should I buy the green one or or the the, the ripe one. I said, no, buy the ripe one. The white one is sweeter. He yeah, the green one's no good, bro. But the green one's yeah, no the, good. The green one is not ripe, yeah. Um, Wolf, I just want to correct you because when I said Davido earlier, I said it wrong. You, you just said plantain wrong. It's plantain. Just to let nah, you know. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, for what, real, what bro. What did you say? Plantain, bro. <laughs> plantain, my G. Hey, listen. Listen, 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 <laughs> Wolf. What did I say? Sorry, Wolf. You said plantain. That's all wrong, my friend. Yeah, you said it correct. Is what? You said it correct. Is what? It's plant, plantain. That's how I'm currently saying. That's how I'm confused. Listen. I'm lost, bro. The, the United Islands of the Caribbean have the, proclaimed that it's plantain, and that is how it shall stay and remain forever no, future. No, no it, it can never. It's plantain. <laughs> Thank you, Oga. Thank you. Allow it, Kwame. you're a disgrace to your Ghanaian. This time he's going to be telling them that Nigerian got a child off his better than his, bro. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. That that that's a, that's a separate issue about um, uh, Niger and GH um, oh. and GH like Jalof. All oh, ever. With, with the plantain, we are brothers. We are sisters. We are one. <laughs> oh, oh, my <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! But um, about um, and so um, you know, so obviously you know, you 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 were at Genk for a while, and you were you were, no not even that long, but you excelled on and off the pitch. Um, and then how, how was it when you moved to Leicester? Because because if I'm not mistaken, like you uh, you you cost quite a lot of money. And you were quite young, right? At the time yeah. you moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was uh, going twenty. I was nineteen, going twenty. And then, um, and then, um, and then you, uh, you. I think you moved to Leicester officially in January, but the transfer was um, yeah. done in like December. So how was that moving to another European country and a place that is maybe even colder than Belgium? <laughs> yeah, it, it is colder than Belgium. Uh, you, the the pressure I got was uh, the fact that they just won the league, and oh, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. Conte left, also, and, then and then they were the team was looking for a replacement. So and then seeing the whole the, the whole situation was really was really scary for me. Uh, I was comfortable in in. Uh, 
in Leicester, in, uh, in uh, Genk. Mm. But then it was like an opportunity for me to to actually develop in my career. Uh, I think it was time for me to 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 left uh, to have left the, the uh, to have left uh, Genk. So I think it was just the right time because it was both it was just mutual. Yet they wanted me to even the team wanted me to to progress in my career. So mm. uh, at that time it was difficult because going to another country, starting afresh, uh, not just starting afresh again, it's just uh, even while you're training or playing, uh, everybody wants to see what you can do because the person that just left uh, actually made a mark. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. pressure was, the pressure was just there. But then I got the encouragement of just being myself, try to just be myself, get, not trying to go there to fill in anybody's shoes or anything. Just try to go make your own self, like put your own mark there if you can, mm -hmm. so, which, so. Is, which is so possible, which is possible. There's nothing impossible you get. So I just try to be myself and it was okay playing the first game, second game, I got comfortable. But yeah. even, even before that, because, you know, in Nigeria anyway, we know the Premier League is the league. So even as you were starting in your head, did you see yourself in the Premier League? Because that's all we're watching in Nigeria. Maybe recently now, a little bit La Liga, but when you're growing up, it's all about the Premier League. And I, I, I know the team which you supported when you're younger. I don't know if you want to disclose that team, but I know the, <laughs> <laughs> the team you when you're <laughs> But you're yeah, he's rubbing his face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot over there, isn't it, Diddy? It's hot, bro. It's hot, bro. But um, the yeah. Premier League, uh, talk to us about what that league meant to you growing Wait, up. Wait, before, before, before you even get into that question, I just wanted to know, like, sorry, and uh, sorry to get jump all over you, Stephen. Just wanted to know, like, what was the main thing that you learned um, whilst you were at Genk before you came to the Premier League obviously you just touched upon like your coach telling you when you moved from centre-half to centre-midfield about being yourself but like what was the main thing that you took with you from coming from Genk to come to play in the Premier League at, at Leicester? Uh, like I said earlier it's just it's just the, the advice when I started playing in the, in the uh, defensive midfield mm. it's just being myself mm. uh, I learned from other players uh, the attitude, you know, everywhere I go, I try to, like, see the attitude of people, the ones, like, the ones that can actually make big impact in my life. Mm. I try to mingle with them. But if I see you're not making anything, any plus in my life, I just try, to, it's not like I'm, uh, you're not my friend anymore, but I just try to give you some space. So I try to learn the good things from people. So like the other players, I I try to go, they try to invite me and then I see other players, the way they leave the culture. Bailey was Jamaica, Bailey is Jamaican. So I go to Bailey's house, we, we eat because it's just like that. Because even when I go to, even when I'm, I was coming uh, coming from Ghent, going to Leicester, 
it's still the same because I'm still going to see like different people from different culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. just it was just me like adapting to other peoples and respecting their culture and respecting their religion or something like that. Yeah, so I learned that from gang. Yeah, Premier League, talk to us about what does that mean to for a Nigerian, the Premier League, and was it something you had in your head from when you were young? Did you ultimately see yourself in this league? Uh, honestly, uh, I didn't think I would have been in Premier League this quick. Mm. You get? Because yeah. I... My my whole career has been has been a miracle mm. from from less from uh, sorry from Nigeria going to gang, you know, getting comfortable in the position and all it was very quick. I was thinking maybe I would like grow to get into a certain point if I can actually meet up in the Premier League because some players come into the Premier League and they don't find their best in the Premier League. No. Yeah. So mine was so quick and I was grateful. I was open-minded and trying to be ready for it. And the fact that back in Nigeria is very big. Once you're in the Premier League, you start you start getting insults, you start getting praises, you start getting all kind of all the things you can see in a fan you get. Because in Nigeria where where the see football is like a being center, everybody gather around, you see the team. So you get different insults from different people, different culture uh, different languages so uh <laughs> it was just there it was just how it is because it's most watched it's most watched in, in nigeria premier league than every other league so i was happy coming to the uh, to 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 the premier league and i'm happy i'm trying my best i'm trying to improve and try to do better it sounds like everything you've done in your career you've always just kind of like You've always just kind of like accepted the challenge, you know, like whether it's, you know, only getting 10 minutes when you first started playing because the guys wanted you to watch the bibs to then, you know, having a, a nine-month camp where it was like very regimented and then, you know, playing in the two-long tournament, playing in the World Cup, moving out of position. You've always accepted the challenge, man, which I think is really, really, is not, I, I think you're almost like overestimating because a lot of people sometimes maybe they'll just be like, I give up sort of thing. I think you've always persevered throughout your career and it's really it's really cool man. Where where does that come from like your your mindset? Yeah, uh I would say uh growing up my mom has always prepared me mm. to because at that young age living in the barracks walking around is not really safe to walk. It's not really safe. So anything can happen. There was one time I was walking and the fights came up and all blah 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 you get so you just have to survive in everything you see yourself like everything you see yourself but most importantly the people around me you get it was it was not like when I was substituted in the 30th minute I didn't feel like giving up I didn't feel like telling the coach I can't play this 
he's put me back in my normal position. I felt like it, honestly, because it was uh, quite embarrassing. I felt bad. I felt bad about myself because I yeah. know I I knew I didn't do I didn't do well. Mm-hmm. There's different. There's different uh, thing is uh, playing well and then the coach not being satisfied and not playing well at all and you know you don't you didn't even play well. So I felt like giving up, but the people around me encouraging me is an opportunity. You have to take it. You have to use it. You have to open your mind and try to do this thing. Yeah, you might not be perfect. You might not do it well. But I got this from my my wife. We were dating at that time, but now we're married. So she was was just telling me, uh, you have to be better than... Because... it's not like Genk was the only club I would have been. I had the yeah, opportunity yeah. to go to Sweden. Mm. I was I was in Portugal when I signed for Genk. Wow, okay. I was I was supposed to be in Braga, but the it was delayed. So Genk was calling and said they have a contract for me, blah, blah. And then she told me like you you have to take the one lies in your hand. You don't have to wait for the best. Mm. Yeah, Just take yeah. this one, improve you so you get. So she has always been part of my life. Yet. And then going, accepting the challenge of playing in the midfield was really tough. <laughs> she was just like, she knows football. She understands football. Mm. So she was just telling me, just try to use it. It's better than being in Nigeria and having nothing at all. So <laughs> the opportunity that you have, so the opportunity that you have, you have to use it. Yeah. Very gorgeous sentence. Yeah, no, no worries. We're gonna we're gonna definitely talk about like some of your accomplishments um with Nigeria in a sec, but just interested to know like we, we was kind of speaking before we, we started recording, like around how it is in Leicester. Um you, you spoke about London a little bit as well. Like how was it culturally from going from Nigeria, then you you know you've gone to Belgium and then finally you end up in the UK? Like how was it moving? Were there any challenges and you know how how is the experience for you at the moment now? The First, I'll say the challenges were uh, the first challenge was the weather. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, the weather was weather the sucks, weather. Man. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, when man. I went when I went to Belgium, I was thinking it was the coldest in the world. But then when I came to UK, I was it, it, like Belgium is still learning. <laughs> so, so, still running, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm used I'm used to it now, you get it. So the thing is just it's just adaptation, like adapting to to these things, you get. So it was it was just the weather. Uh I'll say the food was back in Belgium, but the food is okay. Uh now here in, in UK because we have African shop. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then yeah, we can cook everything we want. So, it was just when I started. Anyways, the challenges were were was just there when I started. But now I'm okay. That's are, it, man. are you cooking in the kitchen? What what, what is yeah. the food you make? I can't I can't cook very well. I can cook <laughs> I can cook things that I will eat. You might not be able to eat it, <laughs> but I would like to, you know. So I cook I cook the simple things anyways, but my wife also cooks sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So um so you, you spoke about obviously coming over to, to Leicester, Wilfred, yeah, and um being part of a team that was obviously 
crowned champions before you came. But like once, what was it like going from, I guess, what you would call uh, an attacking, an, like a, no. from like a counter-attacking team to like a, a more passing side under Brendan Rodgers? Like what was, what was that like? What was, talk about playing under him. How did that change your game? Uh, it is. Honestly, it has changed my game so much. Mm. Uh, because apart from the fact that uh, from attacking team to a more position team, doesn't just come like this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When it came, when it came, he was trying to make us understand. He he was there for us. He's there for us because he's still here. He's there for us because he make our time to meet players individually and try to make us understand that you're here, mm-hmm. but there's still space in the sky for you to like improve. You get. So there's no limit. You, you, you can be best in this, but you can also improve in this. So it's just yeah. trying to like explain to us uh, what we can actually do mm. in the game. You get. So since it came, I won't lie to you. I have improved as a player mm. because when it came till now, I have understand simple things that I never knew. Like, like what? Do you mind? Do you mind, uh, like, elaborating on some of those simple things? Understanding space. Mm. Mm. Could have no disrespect to the other managers, but mm. Brendan has, like, he brought out time to explain these things. Because so understanding, sick. understanding space, understanding the game, where you can actually be. And not too comfortable with where you are. Mm. You can actually improve in yourself, improving your quality, improving your technique, and all. So I have, I have, I would say, as I said earlier, I believe I have improved because when I first came to Leicester, it's just business, business. When I come, business, the business, the business of the game is still there, mm-hmm. but you need to enjoy and feel it also. So, Mm. It's just it's just part of what he has installed in us. That's yeah. dope, man. That's dope. And would you, uh, how would you like describe his like training style, like your training style, and how has that like, effect, how has that changed over the course of your progression as a footballer? Uh, the training style has 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 improved. Not just me, improved so many players because mm. the the training technique and training uh, training ideas are different because. It made us understand that what you can do, what you do in training is the same thing what you're going to do. There's no magic mm. you get. You can't be doing uh, something in training and expect to, to be a superman in, in the game. So it all starts from training. It all starts from the first minute of the whistle, from the warming up and all. Mm. So it all starts from training. So if you if you see our training, we, everyone is, is on it. It's like... Everyone is on it, so we have to be there. We have to be there. This is not, this is not academy for everyone to come and pamper you and all. This is strictly business. You have to give your all. And one thing he has done also, he has, he has encouraged the whole team, not just the first team, not the bench, also the under twenty, under uh, under seventeen team, under twenty team. Mm-hmm. You see, sometimes they they come play with us. They play with like. Playing together, you get. So it's made everyone understand that 
the team comes first. Mm. You might be the best player, you might be this, but the team comes. The team comes first. There's nobody that is irreplaceable. You get so that's just his philosophy. That's you dope. have to be give give your best hundred. Yeah. That's the thanks for answering that, man. Yeah. Uh, Wilf, I'm just I can't let you go without touching on uh, Nigeria. So um, for me, like. There's just something special about the national team that I struggle to explain to people because even though I, I was born there and then I moved to England when I was young, very young, but I remember when I was in school, uh, even saying to my mom and dad, don't buy me an England shirt. It's the only, Nigeria's the only um, shirt I want. And I'll, me- I'll never forget when we were watching, it was one of the early World Cups, I think it was the 98 World Cup. And um, no, actually no, it was a later one. It was uh, 2002, I think. Um, and our whole school, um, with Nigeria versus England. It's one of the first times in my life that Nigeria played England. And I'll never forget, it was, uh, the whole school was on one side, just me, my brother, and my cousin on the other side supporting Nigeria. I was, I was stressed. I was like, don't let us lose this game. But like, there's always been something very special about Nigeria. I think um, I, I grew up watching Okocha, Kanu, and kind of like the golden era. I was hearing about... Um, the, the Olympic team, I saw the team in 98. Um, Sunday Elise scored that goal. And I've just been in love with like, the national team through then. So I just wanted to know like your story uh, with the national team. What does it mean to you to, re- to represent Nigeria? Uh, it means a lot because, uh, you know, every player in Nigeria wants to, first wants to play in Europe. And if given the opportunity, wants to represent Nigeria. The national team is big. Because uh, you get the privilege to be seen all over Nigeria. So if you're there, you you want to be there. You want to give your hundred percent. Most might not, but the way I say it, you want to give your hundred hundred percent. I grew up watching Mikio. Okay, I grew up watching Mikio, watching uh, Musa. I play with Musa today. But I grew up watching these guys when they played uh, uh, the World Cup. 20, is it was it twenty ten? Yeah, twenty South Africa. Yeah, yeah, and then they won the the African Cup. I think in twenty thirteen or so. So I grew up watching these guys, and uh, me being part of them today, like me playing with them today, is like a like a plus to my career because these are guys mm-hmm. I grew up watching. And then even when I saw Mikio for the first time, I was start starstruck. I couldn't, I couldn't believe I was seeing Mikio. <laughs> yes. um, I was in gang, but I couldn't believe it was Mikio. You get, I was so happy to see. Him. I couldn't even sit close to him or take picture with him. Wow. I didn't. The first time I took picture with Mikio was the African Cup we just played in yeah. last year. Wow! Really? Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That was. All the times we've been in camp, I've, I've not been, I've not, I've not had the mind to, to think. Like, that's how I, I idolized him growing up. Yeah. And then, because um, he's had a, he's had a similar journey to you. Because I remember him at Lin Oslo. He's also very skinny and playing attacking midfield. And then you were supposed to sign for my club, Manchester United, but then nothing, we're not even going to touch on that. Something Why is he, he did, <laughs> and then he didn't. 
Chelsea came because Chelsea came and took him like a like a like a small boy and a and a great uncle. I know, I'm not even gonna say any more on that one. For some reason, he didn't end up at Manchester United, and then uh, Mourinho was just feeding him pounded yam until he became like Michael Espen. You sounded you sounded pain. <laughs> it pains me to this day because like, I, I, I even saw him in <gasps> jersey. I was ready. Ah, the first Nigerian, I was ready. Not knowing that uh, un- Uncle Jude was coming our way. To- <laughs> 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 but how um, <laughs> was he playing um, in, the, in the World Cup and sharing, <sighs> sharing a pitch with uh, Messi, which you did in, uh, is in Russia? Uh, yeah, is in Russia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was that? Yeah, our World Cup was, was amazing. It was was so cool because uh, you see uh, players, every player wants to play. Above playing in your country or playing in Europe, if you represent your country, you want to play in the World Cup, it's a plus to your career. It's a plus, like a CV. If you play Champions League, you play UEFA, these are big leagues and big cups that people watch all over the world. So for me, World Cup was amazing. It was, yeah, we didn't do well. I was so happy being part of the team and experiencing uh, the World Cup thing yet. So play, seeing the likes of Messi for the first time yet. Wow. How, how is how is but, he? How would you how would you describe? Because I was in I was in the uh, stadium that game and I was sitting with the so they made the mistake with my ticket. They put me with the Argent. Well, the whole stadium was Argentina anyway. But I'll sit next <laughs> to Argentina. The whole game, yeah, the whole, the whole stadium was Argentina. Mm-hmm. At the times, uh, but but he was playing with Messi. He didn't really, he didn't really, you know, the expectation yeah. of Messi. Yeah, yeah, you know, watching Messi taking on ten yeah. people, you get we were so ready for him. Our eyes were red. He scored a good goal, though. Yeah, no, he scored. The goal, the goal, the goal was the goal. The only thing, a stop, bro, because yeah. it was the only thing because. The control, the technique, and boom. But after that, there was nothing because everyone was just on him. We were yeah. going on him. But we made this mistake, which was, which I think we can improve on. And if we had made the draw, mm. we would have qualified. But yeah. uh, we would have secured that one-one, and then qualified for the next board. It's called. Was he? I think it was. Vovo. 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 Yeah, he will, he yeah. for Manchester United, so he can... Yeah, 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 that's good. <laughs> we need to sell him. He was, <laughs> was the one that scored. It was, it was painful. Uh, I remember that game, man. That game was crazy. Nah, it's, yeah. we, we, really, we, really, we really made name for our jersey anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah we yeah. made big. We made it big to the jersey. Yeah. And then when we, when we won, when we won uh, uh, Iceland, yeah, it was really big. Yeah, yeah, and then they had this weird theory in Nigeria that the away kid was like a, a kid that brought bad luck, which I'm going to touch on because we then go fast forward to the African Cup of Nations, everything is going well, and then we meet uh, Algeria. Also, maybe I should just stop going to this tournament, maybe that's the question. <laughs> I don't believe, I don't believe in, uh, maybe the jersey is this, the jersey is that. 
we should also we should always wear our home jersey. Uh, but you can't you can't always wear the home jersey. No, yeah, it's not possible. No. So when you put on the the away jersey, it's still you playing. It's not yeah. the jersey playing. <laughs> you get. Mm. Yeah, you can miss you can miss ten on you can miss hundred goals and all playing with the jersey. But you can still miss 100 goals playing with the home jersey. Yeah, yeah it's true. still possible. So for me, I don't believe it might look like that because most of the time we played with that jersey, we never won. Mm. But I do not believe because it is 90 minutes, it is 11 against 11. The better yeah. side will just win. Yeah. And then um, That's just, just to touch on, we're not going to touch on it too long because I know you shared the dressing room with him. And you're actually in the wall when Mares in the 90-something minute decided he wanted to place the ball in the back of the net from the free kick. So I, I, I looked at it for the first time yesterday. I could see that actually you're in the wall. Uh, I could see your face as you're just turning around to look at it. But like, how, how do you sum up that moment? Because for me, it's just so deflating because I think we would have won it. I was scared because... Uh, when I saw it was Maris playing the free kick, I know Maris. I played yeah, with Maris. Yeah. He's that kind of player. I've seen Maris play free kicks. I was scared. <laughs> but then, <laughs> he knew that if the game, because he came to me after the game, he was like, oh, we were so fucked up. If, sorry for my language. Sorry. Uh, swear, uh, if, if, we swear all if, the time. <laughs> <laughs> if if we had gone to extra time, we would have probably won the game because they were so tired. Mm. So that was like an opportunity for him to convert that goal. So it was so painful because after scoring the goal, you coming up to me and telling me this. You didn't wait till maybe we see after months or something like that. But you're just telling me after the game. So that's like another pain you get so Myers is a very good player he's one of the players he's that I've played with and played against that I see that he's a really top player bro yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. can, when he's at his best bro he, it's difficult to to mm. get Myers. he's very good so we, we spoke a little bit about the, the pain of Myers. we'll uh, we'll transition away from that and speak about some some more uh, some more positive times um, but you know, we spoke in we spoke in the beginning a little bit about university, and for me, when I found out about you, I was like, "That's so dope, man!" Like, how often do you see a professional football player who's playing in the Premier League who, you know, wants to kind of better themselves through education? It's, it's really, really rare. So, could you just talk about a little about that a little bit, and like, what made you do it? Um, how you're finding it, and just in general, we're, we're super interested in that, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, uh, it's it's been cool. It's been okay. I have to wait till September now, uh, because I first I did like a uh, a ten class course. Okay. Yeah, because of uh, my background and everything, so I did a ten class course. It's going well. I did my project, I did uh, presentation, was okay. So I have to wait till September to properly enroll, you get. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I started that, that what, what I did was 
starting that to actually see if I can get the credit to start the proper. So I did that. I did well, went well, Sick. and then waiting. Yeah. And what was it that made you actually want to get into that or go down that path? Because let's be honest, you don't need to, right? Like there's there's no need for you to. But what was that thing in your brain that said, "I need to do this"? Yeah, I need to because uh, football only can only play football twenty years max, fifteen years. So uh, there's life after football. So what am I going to do after football? So it's just trying to develop myself. Don't have to wait till after football, and then uh, when the kids start coming and all, you know, like when the kids are growing, going to school, they bring one thing, you know, Sabi, you can't do it. <laughs> it's embarrassing, you know. No, it's not. I'm just saying this for the banter, yeah. But it's not. It's not what is. It's not what's making me go to school. What's making me because of the future, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just just uh, trying to like get the the, the ex- should I say exposure or the knowledge uh, mm-hmm. of actually knowing things instead of just sitting and playing FIFA uh, after training or something. It's not bad to play FIFA actually, but I can actually use something, use my time in doing something that can actually help me for the future. And you see my dad, yeah. <laughs> they want me to play for <laughs> They want me to play That was a commission. That's what, if you want to go play in England, you better go get a degree, my dog. Yo. <laughs> you didn't want me to play football. And then now, <laughs> I'm playing football. And then I'm telling you, if I had gone to school, I wouldn't have played football. So I'm playing football and going to school. So mm, I can actually. Yeah, that's nice, that's nice man. Everything yeah, full circle. So, yeah. That's actually so lit. And like, aside from the uni stuff, you just come across like as a really genuine person, like mm. super humble. Um, I think your approach is like totally, totally unique. But um, what are you, what are you sort people. of like interested in outside of football? Like, what you know, you come home from training. You just mentioned FIFA, but like, what kind of music are you into? What's your vibe outside of football? So, so uh, yeah, we have to mention that Wilf has now retired from FIFA because he played in this tournament. And Jota beat him eight. No, but Jota's a baller, though. Jota's a baller at FIFA <laughs> and in real life. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he win He's the competition? Good. Yeah, he won. Yeah, he, he, won, won, yeah, yeah. he won the competition. Jota's yeah. wavy still. Mm. He won. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, yeah. No, no worries, dude. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, outside, outside playing FIFA, uh, I tried to sleep. <laughs> I tried to sleep, yeah. I try to sleep. I'm, I'm always I'm always indoor. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm always indoor. Uh, I try my best to see movies. I try my best to go online. Uh, what, what, music, to... what music are you into? Huh? What, what what music are you into? What do you play in the dressing room? Uh, we play in the dressing room. Uh, I don't play songs. It's just. Uh, the lads they play different different songs, Afrobeats, they play just different songs like a mix. Who's in uh, charge of the music? Uh, in the dressing room, Kelechi is in charge. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kelechi is in charge. He's always when he just comes in, he's just 
straight up. He's connecting his phone to the speaker. So, <laughs> it's, it's just plain. He loves it. Uh, I would say for me, I I don't really. I won't say I'm a kind of a boring person. People would think, but <laughs> I don't really. I like music, but I don't have a specific. Mm-hmm. kind of music I like I like good music I can listen to gospel I can listen to Afrobeat mix or anything yeah but I don't do, do you listen to any like uh, uh, drill or London rap that's a drill yeah just of a, <laughs> just of recent uh, I started listening to uh, Stormzy Jeez. yeah Stormzy yeah but, I like his lesson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah lesson. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, lesson, yeah. We're going to send you Kieran. Kieran makes music. So when once his project is done, we're going to send it to you. Yeah. So new yeah. Kieran. Yeah. Kieran does everything. I told Collector to put in the change room. Get run in the change room, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Will, for just the last one, I just wanted to ask, uh, you know, uh, um, obviously, this is a crazy time for everyone, you know, even us, like, we're, you know, even our day-to-days. But, like, um, how, how, how how is it? Like, how's your mentality? You know, since youth back in Nigeria and the, the NAFE Academy, you've been training every day, you've been playing matches, and now, now suddenly you have to stop. Like, how is your mindset? Like, how are you keeping active? How are you during this whole corona stuff? Uh, we... Uh, we have to follow this protocol, just be indoor, been training indoor, training in the gym, training in the garden. Uh, uh, it's boring, I won't say, I won't, I won't lie. It's boring because it's different from actually going to training and training with the other guys. And there's this, there's these vibes you get, but doing it alone is very boring and it's tiring. You get, but when you train with these guys, you even when you're tired, you see someone who you, who you can actually beat in race. So it gives you that uh, encouragement to actually go more. You get, but yeah. when you're training yeah, alone, once you're once you're tired, you're tired because there's no one looking at you, or there's no one uh, uh, competing with you or something like mm-hmm. that. So I'm, I cannot kill myself. I think so. That's just the feeling, you know, like like being uh, training uh, training alone and training indoor. But the indoor thing is, I would say, I wouldn't lie, it's, we're getting used to it already. But we can't wait for everything to be over and then we'll come back to our normal lives. But yeah, exactly. It's just training indoor and then doing. But we get we get uh, we get uh, training training programs when the team so what we can what we have to do yes you guys is the group chat popping right now because everyone usually has to upload their exercises and stuff into the group (laughs) that's what I've heard from other guys (laughs) (laughs) no 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 we have a separate group for exercises Uh, the guys group is yeah yeah, you have to respect that (laughs) 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 Uh, we'll just to um as we close, I just wanted to get your opinions. Obviously, you've done your on this pod. We're four just uh, young guys trying to make a difference. Use our platform to bring people together 
Uh, do you have any advice for us? Did you enjoy yourself? Like, you know, what, what would you say to uh, maybe encourage us as we try and start this platform? First, I'll say uh, it's been enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. I wouldn't lie. And uh, I'll say thanks, you, man. thanks, thanks to you guys for coming up with something like this because it's really inspiring. And uh, my only my only encouragement to to you guys is to like try and do it more, like look for other players or other stories or something like that to actually do to like encourage the younger guys. Uh, and for the younger guys, my own my only uh, advice is to try and if you're playing football play football if you have the opportunity to go to school go to school mm. you can actually you can't you cannot say i'm not going to school because i want to be like uh ronaldo i want to be like mercy why you have the opportunity to actually go to school mm. because uh there are millions of players out there billions of players out there uh, it only takes grace for one to make it to the top and even when you make it to the top, it doesn't stop there. You have to keep fighting. You have to keep improving yourself. So it's not just easy to be a Ronaldo or be a Messi or something like that. So if you have the opportunity to go to school, have it in hand. Do this. Do go to school. And you can still play football. And don't just leave one and then say, I want to be a footballer. I don't want to go to school because you never know if you're going to make it as a footballer. Mm. So that's my only advice for young guys playing football coming up and they should just keep believing in themselves in self because nobody will do it better than they can actually do if they believe in themselves. And then they should also keep their circle really small and just focus because keeping your circle really small will make you focus. Mm. So, I think finally, finally, that's such a that's a, such a great way to look at it as well, man. I think that it's important for for players and young people to try and you know get in, go go and go to school wherever they can, especially if you can play while playing football. Um, yeah, definitely. I think lastly from us, I think um, what we want to know is how important do you think it is to like step outside of your comfort zone. I mean, you've done it your whole life. Um, your, 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 your journey and your story is a testament of stepping out your comfort zone. But could you just talk about stepping outside it and what you, what you feel like it's done for you um, in your career? Uh, I would say stepping out of my comfort zone has actually made me understand life in general because there's life outside where I grew up, live out, outside where I grew up, live out, outside Nat Boys, live outside national team, live outside football in general. So me growing up and seeing all these things has given me the exposure to first to respect people and their opinion and their cultures mm. and then uh, always try to listen more because you never know where the right thing is coming from. I would say like the right advice is coming from. It's better to listen and then do it and then act to it and just listen and then you don't do it at all. So that in general has made me understand like growing up, living 
all these environments and meeting new people, meeting new cultures and all this has made me understand life in general. Because Amazing. even while I was growing up, sorry, even while I was growing up, I was just growing up to actually make money for my mom. Yeah. So there's still more to do while you're growing up. There's still more to do while you're growing up because I have to look after my mom, look after the family, look after everything that concerns us. So there's one thing in staying in your comfort zone and there's another thing is moving forward because when you stay in your comfort zone, you become too comfortable, you don't do anything. But to you, you think you're doing something. Yeah. When you leave when you leave your comfort zone, you meet other opportunities, you meet challenges, but you just have to be ready for it. It's just about life. Nice. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll just to end the last question. I said the best to last. <laughs> I told you that we have a very important battle going on. This is bigger than Man United, Man City. It's um Jalof, Ghana Jalof or Niger Jalof. I just want to hear you say it. But you know, to be fair, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's all gone long. No, 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 no. Honestly, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't ask a Nigerian. This is what I was saying. Nigeria love and That's what I was saying, love. man. I haven't, I have, I have never tasted Ghana love. Oh really? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. If you ask me oh, this no. question, because I haven't tasted Ghana love, I will always say Nigerian love. I'm, I'm going to edit it so we just have that on. <laughs> you do no such thing. You oh, my days. Wolfie Didi, it's been so good to have you on the show, my bro, man. Thank you um, very much. Thank you for thank your you, time. You. Uh, we thank appreciate you, you being there and your story is inspiring and such an amazing thing to listen to, man. Um, thank you, man. You the, thank you for having you the me. Best. No, and you're welcome, man. We wish you the best in, in the rest of, of... Well, if we do get to, to play in the rest of the season, yeah, and yeah. Then obviously the rest of your career, man, for real. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. You're listening Bye. to the Alphone Podcast. It's your boys, Kieran, Yaf, Stephen, Kwame, and Wilfred and Didi. Yeah. All right. Dope, man. Take it easy. You London boys are crazy. All right, come on.